Right. So remember, face the mic. This way we both get COVID. And, uh... <laughs> Spinning each other's faces and shit. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Drunken Jaguar. I'm Bentley Brown. Alongside me in person is Asad Asan. We are back after a bye week. A very nice, relaxing bye week without the Jaguars. It was great. What, what did you do? I watched football without stressing about football, but then I ended up stressing because I was betting on football and losing. Did you bet on the elections? No, I should have though. Are you? Can you actually bet on the elections? <laughs> Is that allowed? It's, it's one of the most, well, I don't want to like encourage a chronic better right here, but <laughs> it's one of the like prestige elite uh, betting rings are people that bet large sums of money over major world events. Wow. So who will be the president of the United States? Not like now, but like in 10 years or oh. something. Yeah, it's, it's serious. It's serious. Where can I find these bets? So can I bet Kanye 2024? I think you should get in touch with Dennis Rodman. Oh my God. <laughs> now, a lot of podcasts and news reviews for the Jaguars have been lamenting our pretty mediocre season and saying in the bye week we don't have much to do. But I do want to give credit to what was a very entertaining game uh, in which we lost to the Chargers by the Scoregami, never before recorded in NFL history, score of 29 to their 39. To the San Diego Chargers. So the Lance... Oh, God ah, damn it! Everyone always does it. Oh. They always do I still do it too. Wow. I still do it Even too. in my mind, I was like, just don't say the wrong <laughs> one. Don't say Los Angeles. Some would say it's the best way to tank. Fun game. You still don't win. Would you agree? Yeah. It actually was fun. I honestly thought it was fun. Because we got uh, one turnover. A couple turnovers, I believe. We scored on a punt block. That's pretty f-ing cool. Daniel Thomas, rookie from Auburn. Justin Herbert shredded us, so, I mean, it was nice to see firsthand what a young, talented quarterback can do, you know, so maybe we will actually draft one eventually, hopefully next year. So, Justin Herbert was a lot of fun to watch. The game was pretty entertaining, like, they were up 16, and we were up 10 or some shit, and then I was like, yeah, we're going to blow this lead. This is awesome. I mean, it was best case scenario for us. We don't want to win that game. It would have been nice to win that game, but we we didn't need to win that game. Some have mentioned the Miami model, that we should look at the Miami Dolphins of last year and kind of restructure our season accordingly. Looking towards a fresh start in terms of coach and whatever. Uh, Also developing our young talent on the team and making sure that we tank (laughs) efficiently to where we have a high draft pick, which is looking like Justin Fields. As many hope next year. Please. But one thing with the Miami model is that Miami started winning games. <laughs> That's true. They did start winning games. And what happens if we, at some point, started winning games? I would say a lot of Jaguars fans are like, well, we're, l- we're lamenting the talent that we do have being lost without, um, recently, you know, people saying uh, a quarterback who can take control of the game and then a coach who can match the talent that's on the team coach is number one right because they hired brian flores bill belichick's defensive coordinator and he's the one that put together that game plan against the rams you know you heard this all week but he's the one that put together the game plan against the rams in the super bowl in 2018 and they won that game they shut the rams down and sean McVay, you know is supposed to be a genius 
And then this Sunday, he did it again. And like, this is a guy, like his players play for him, man. They want to win for him. And he took another thing he did is he got a bunch of expatriates, you know, some vets that he trusted. Expatriates, do they all live outside the United States? (laughs) (laughs) Got some ex-players that he used to coach. Is that a better way to put it? And paid the right guys. They have two great cornerbacks. Very highly paid. But this is a good team. And now they got the right quarterback. They fell to, what, the sixth pick or something? They got their quarterback. They have a pretty good f***ing team, man. They could go to the playoffs this year. And the whole Tua thing is I think they put in Tua because they want to know what they have. If we don't make the playoffs this year, fine, whatever. We, we know what we're dealing with. If we do, shit, okay, we, we have something rolling here, you know? But they don't expect to make the playoffs or anything. But they have the right model. And number one is get a coach that your players can rally around. And I don't know if Doug Marone is that. So this model doesn't even work if we haven't changed our coaches yet? No, I don't think so. I really don't think so. Is Doug Marone the answer? I mean, I don't know how, how many times I have to say this. Like, So many coaches are getting the boot. I mean, my guess is Anthony Lynn will be next for the Chargers because they are just blowing leads. But like, even he's had success more than Doug Marone, I would say. Kind of, in a way. I feel like Doug Marone's 2017 season is just like keeping him alive. But it should be forgotten about, man. That was a long time ago. I heard one comment recently that he hasn't lost the locker room. <laughs> and like, that's oh a good gosh. thing and keep him around as long as he hasn't lost the rock room. What's that mean though? What do, what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, it's a tongue twister. I could barely say it. Lost, <laughs> the, lo- lost the locker room. Lost the locker room. Lost the locker room. Uh, secondly, yeah, it means it's good chemistry, man. It's like, it's it's ironic because a lot of people are talking about how players have been leaving the Jaguars because of a poor team culture. But if we have a coach that is warm and embracing of our many talents and keeps people inspired on a weekly basis. <laughs> That's the main thing you ask for. Right, but shouldn't chemistry lead to success in some way? Right? Isn't that how, you know, you have good chemistry, should lead to success, should lead to winning? I'm sure they have great dinner outings together. Maybe maybe that's what's keeping them around. There's got to be something, right? They're so attached to him, and I don't understand it. I guess I'm not in the locker room or anything, or even in the damn city, but what's the attachment, you know? So if we can't do the whole rebuild at the top level, at the coaching level, and a lot of people would say at the GM and owner level as well, then then we shouldn't be applying this Miami model, right? I mean, then we should just be tanking like there's no tomorrow. Right, but it still comes down to developing your players. Your players play, they develop, you still lose games. Or you can end up winning a couple, but I think this team will lose games. But these guys get reps, like I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, you know, these young players, they get to play. In the NFL, you know, they're so young. They barely, you know, taken any snaps in the NFL. So they need the experience first. And obviously next year, we'll see what happens with the decision. Is there going to be a new coach? My guess is yes, but I don't, if you're going to start fresh with a new quarterback, if we draft one and try to change the culture or whatever, you know, shouldn't you change the coach too? Like he's had his chances. I, Doug Marone... It's just not a head coach to me. I think he, he'll be a position coach somewhere after, mm. maybe even here, but not a head coach. Well, uh, important question. Will Nick Foles be a free agent next year? <laughs> Goodness gracious. He is not good. He is pretty bad. I feel really bad for Allen Robinson. They almost won the game, though, against the Saints. 
kind of rallied them back. But man, oh, Troy Aikman <laughs> was saying some pretty mean things about the Bears uh, on the broadcast. <laughs> he was disgusted by their offense. He's like, they're literally not moving the ball. He's like, I really don't know what they're doing. It was quite hilarious, actually. Did you catch Yannick Ngakwe playing for the Ravens? I did. I saw him one time on the field, but I saw him. I saw Calais Campbell make some plays. Not Yan as much. Was that his first game? First game with him. Yeah. First game with him? Yeah. That was a really good football game. There was a lot to it, like Lamar Jackson. The weird thing about these quarterbacks, I mean, sometimes they have a good first year. You get the tape on them, kind of with, with, like with Gardner. Or even first two good years, and then some of their flaws start to stick out. And I think that's what's happening with Lamar Jackson right now. And people are starting to question him just a tiny bit, saying, can he lead them to the promised land even when their defense isn't playing well, when they're playing from behind without his legs, you know? And these are all valid questions. So this is what happens with quarterbacks. You you can't be good for one year. You got to be good for multiple years, which ties back to Gardner, you know? Yeah, and it's probably one of the reasons why so many teams, well, the entire NFL passed on Lamar Jackson in the first round of that 2018 draft. Great questions now, right? Like, is this is this is he showing uh, weaknesses as a player, shortcomings as a player, or I don't know. I'm curious if for Lamar, if that early pick six, which is the first of his career in the NFL, mm-hmm. got into his head too much. Oh, that Steelers defense, they had they had a Mike Tomlin had a game plan for Lamar Jackson, and that's what it looked like. Guys dropping back into coverage, they were confusing him a lot. And they were kind of taking away that short ball that he likes to throw a lot, which is really messing him up. So I think the Steelers just had a really good game plan. And what I heard a lot, you know, circulating around the NFL was, you know, he can do this against mediocre teams or teams like this. But when you play really good defenses like Pittsburgh, which you will run into again, of course, one more time. But you you got to be on your A game and he's got to be the leader and he's got to be able to win them football games. Not the defense, not with his legs, not when they're when they have a lead but playing from behind as well it's fascinating like just following all these younger quarterbacks and makes me pretty excited for next year hopefully Leonard Fournette got several touches Bucks playing against Giants the Giants and they're adding Antonio Brown who <laughs> I think is cleared for their next game what's the story with him is he living with Tom Brady I that's so weird to me this is a grown man living with a grown man and his family but Tom Brady is obviously a very good, and he's like that friend you have, you know, that your parents really like when you're like a little kid. It's like, oh, that that friend of yours, he's a good influence. And then AB is kind of the kid that's a bad influence. Like, you should stay away from that kid. But I think it'll work, honestly. I think Bruce Arians, he's a little looser, you know, with Tom Brady. I think he's going to fit in pretty nicely. As long as he knows that, like, hey, like, we got stars everywhere. So you, there's a lot of mounts to feed. So you're... You're not going to be a 1,400-yard receiver, you know, right off the bat. So this should make them a lot better. And uh, speaking of Leonard Fournette, I believe he got, he got a lot more reps because Ronald Jones actually fumbled in the first quarter, I believe, because they've been going with Ronald Jones a lot over Fournette. After he fumbled, Leonard started getting, you know, a lot more reps. And then they started getting into passing situations a lot, and Leonard's more of their pass catcher. So I think that's why Lenny got in there a lot and as he's a great pass blocker as we've talked about right around the nfl what else you got remember ah here's a good one the Bengals beat the titans yeah, yeah Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was ugly the titans defense is really bad they uh traded for desmond king 
Chargers corner who's very, very good, and he's a great uh, punt returner. So I think he'll fit in nicely. Did they just cut Vic Beasley? They did. You know, I was wondering where Vic Beasley was because Vic Beasley was a good pass rusher in Atlanta, and they cut him. I don't even know if he was playing or not, but he's gone now. Well, my dad shamed me for not watching the Broncos game. Tell us about your experience with that. He was listening on the radio. Yeah, I bet on the Chargers a good amount of money. If you watched the game or knew anything about it, the Chargers were up 24-3 to or something like that, and they ended up blowing the lead. And in Denver, right now where we are, Drew Locke is like a big thing. They're like, is he good? Is he the guy? What should we do with him, you know? Because he looked really, really shaky in the first half. He was, he was bad. In the second half, he was okay. But, you know, last couple drives, he, he kind of sat back there and got it together. I mean, I feel like he's good when he has time, but when he doesn't, He's kind of eh. And his, he makes weird decisions, you know? Questionable decisions. That was a really crazy game, though. Like, if I was a Broncos fan, I would have been going absolutely nuts. And the Chargers lose again, man. They love blowing leads. At least the Jaguars, they just lose, you know? We don't blow leads. Oh, Jake Luton played Minshew in college? Oregon State, Washington State, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So... Minshew apparently has been hiding this thumb injury for several weeks now. It corresponds directly to a lot of his overthrown sailed balls, lack of uh, connection with DJ Chark and others. And we're looking at Jake Luton. Luton. <laughs> Jake Luton. Luton coming in to start for the Jaguars in the upcoming game this Sunday against the Houston Texans. How are you feeling about this one? Is it going to be more fun to watch just because of a different setup or is it more of the same? I think you basically answered my question for me. It's just going to be fun to watch because it's someone new that's in. It's always fun when someone new's in. If it was Mike Glennon, not as much, but a, a rookie and what is he, six rounder. Hopefully it's not a repeat of Minshew Mania though because then that's what I'm worried about right now is hopefully this guy doesn't go out and play too well to where they don't want to draft a quarterback, but I doubt that will happen. I don't know much about him, to be honest. Uh, it's only stuff that I've heard about him. I've actually never watched him play. I watch a lot of college football. I just know he has a cannon, and he can spin that football. So that's going to be nice to see. It's a different different quarterback styles, which is very nice. When it comes to Minshew, though, I feel bad for him. I think he was getting a lot of heat because he hid the injury, and you know, you're know you not supposed to do that kind of thing. But I looked at it from his perspective, like, damn, if I go out now, I might not ever come back in, you know? He did what he had to do, but he's hurt. You got to move on to the next guy and see what we have in Jake Luton. Thank you all for joining us on this episode of The Drunken Jaguar. As always, make sure to follow The Drunken Jaguar at Junkin Dragwar on Twitter. I, Bentley, am at Weld Brown, W A L D B R O W N. And I'm a said, a that young a said. That's that young and A S E D. Nice. I actually spelled it. Go Jags. Go Jags.